0: Hi, everyone. Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the UBS Conversations podcast channel as today we will continue with our ongoing series of conversations with the Advanced Planning Group here at UBS. For today, we are joined by both Jennifer Lan as well as Premini Skandura who both wrote the 2023 Year-End Planning Guide. Uh, Jennifer and Prem are members of the Advanced Planning Group here at UBS, which helps ultra-high net worth families and individuals with estate planning, tax planning, family office structuring, and other planning issues and strategies. Jennifer is a senior wealth strategist based in Dallas, Texas, and Prem is a wealth strategist based in Los Angeles, California. So with that, Jennifer, Prem, thank you for spending some time with our listeners, our clients to review the year-end planning guide. Looking forward to hearing your insights. Perhaps as a starting point, Prem, can you begin by providing our listeners with a high-level overview of the year-end planning guide, what it contains?
1: Hi, Dan. Thanks for having us. In this guide, we explore an array of planning ideas arranged thematically, we start with federal income tax planning, investment considerations as related to federal income tax, and state income tax planning. These topics often top people's minds when thinking about year-end planning. The calendar year defa- defines many aspects of tax liability, often presenting opportunities to reduce the amounts that may be owed to thoughtful planning. We then turn to retirement planning. In this section, we consider some topics that are timely as year-end approaches, such as maximizing contributions to retirement accounts and taking required minimum distributions. From there, we turn our focus to wealth transfer planning and trust planning and administration. We explore gifting strategies, the importance of properly reporting gifts, the benefits of reviewing the estate plan, and the way in which assets are owned. In our final section, we look at charitable planning, making charitable contributions that are deductible on this year's taxes.
0: Well, Prem, thank you very much for that overview. So the guide is clearly very detailed, provides a ton of planning ideas for clients. So a lot to dive into. In the time that we have today, maybe each one of you could provide your top takeaways from the guide. Uh, Jennifer, if you would like to start.
2: Yeah, happy to. Thank you. One of the main topics that we talk about is Income deductions and credits. And when it comes to your income tax planning and filing your tax returns for the next year, and kind of determining whether you expect to have more or less income in 2023 versus 2024. An individual expects to have less income in 2023 than 2024. Sometimes they might consider accelerating in, into 2023 or alternatively deferring deductions and credits into 2024. And then alternatively, obviously. The reverse, if you expect to have more income in 2023 than 2024, then you might if, a- if you're able to defer some income into 2024 and accelerate deductions and credits into 2023. And the guide goes into several different ways to kind of accomplish these goals, whether it's the income piece or the credits and deductions piece. Um, and a large part of that sometimes starts with your portfolio review and seeing what options you have and either accelerating or deferring income or credits. Um, and deductions. So just a couple items, you know, that we discuss in the guide to accelerate income are exercising stock options. You know, we have a lot of clients that have stock options um, and we talk about the best way to exercise them. A big important part of that is knowing what kind of stock options you have. For example, non-qualified versus incentive stock options and the tax, respective tax that goes along with the exercise of them there's a certain kind of tax, you want to make sure you accelerate. You want to make sure that that um, particular stock option will generate that. Another way to potentially accelerate income is diversifying out of a concentrated stock position. A lot of our clients, you know, were CEOs or, or owners of companies. And so sometimes they have a big position in one kind of stock. And, you know, liquidity, cash flow, you know, that could cause some volatility if you're are really concentrated in just one position. So a lot of the times, if the goal is diversifying out of that concentrated position, then you can consider selling stock incrementally over time, and then that would also help accelerate income if that's something you were looking to do. Alternatively, if the goal is more to accelerate the deductions and credits, one of the big things that we talk about is tax loss harvesting. You know, an individual can harvest losses by selling off capital assets in which... Um, They have an unrealized loss. It has to be a taxable transaction when you make the sale. Um, But by recognizing those losses, the individual can potentially offset gains and save some taxes. Again, it's important to be cognizant of the type of losses that you are generating and whether or not they can be offset based on your particular circumstances. And then in the guide, um, as Rem mentioned before, we have a lot of different charitable options, making charitable contributions to get those deductions and ways to do that any given year.
0: Thank you for that, Jennifer. Prem, anything you would like to share with our listeners, takeaways from the report?
2: Nuren
1: provides an opportunity to review existing estate plans and also to consider gifting strategies. The estate and gift tax exemption is $12.92 million per person in 2023. This amount is indexed for inflation each year. The law will sunset the 2011's original $5 million base amount, also adjusted for inflation on January 1, 2026, unless Congress takes action. So individuals intending to take advantage of these higher exemptions should consider initiating planning in a timely manner to optimize tax efficient planning. The guide explores options on how to make these gifts using an individual lifetime, uh, individual's lifetime exemption. For gifts and estate tax purposes, these options would include making annual exclusion gifts. An individual who wishes to reduce their estate for estate tax purposes might consider making non-taxable gifts to family members and others. In 2023, an individual can give $17,000 to another person, and the gift will be non-taxable for gift tax purposes. The guide also covers trust planning and administration. A lot of trusts are structured so that the contributions to the trust qualify for the annual gift tax exclusion. To the extent that a beneficiary can withdraw a contribution to a trust, the contribution is a gift to the beneficiary and qualifies for the gift tax annual exclusion. When an individual makes a contribution to a trust, the trust agreement may require the trustee to provide notices, commonly referred to as crummy notices, to the beneficiaries who can then withdraw some or all of the contribution. Even if the trust agreement doesn't require the trustee to send those notices, it may be advantageous to do so to ensure that the contribution qualifies for the gift tax annual exclusion to the extent of the withdrawal powers, the guide also goes into some details about the tax income tax implications of the grantor trust. A lot of our clients have grantor trusts. These are structured in such a way that they are generally disregarded for income tax purposes, and the law, the individual who created the trust, must report the trust income, deductions, and credits on their personal income tax returns. While it is often advantageous for a trust to be a grantor trust, that is, by paying the income tax, the set law allows the trust property to accumulate without any diminution due to those taxes. The tax fight of a grantor trust may become unpalatable when a large liquidity event is imminent. The guide explores several ways to mitigate the tax fight. One of the most common options is talking off grantor trust status. An individual who created a trust that is a grantor trust with respect to them might consider whether they should toggle off grantor trust status if possible. This individual usually can cause a trust to become a non-grantor trust and thus its own taxpayer by releasing certain powers that the individual has under the terms of the trust. It's important to think through all of the ramifications of toggling off grantor trust status and whether any gains might be triggered.
0: Well, Prem and Jennifer, thank you for providing some takeaways, a lot of considerations there. And, of course, do encourage our clients, in particular listening in, uh, do get a hold of a copy of the report to read further into these topics. Before we close out our conversation for today, uh, Jennifer, anything in the way of final thoughts or takeaways you would like to leave for our listeners and clients? Sure.
2: Sure. Basically, our goal with the guide is to kind of spark conversations that really lead our clients to refine their planning approach. You know, sometimes that's simply considering a new idea that could possibly save on taxes. Other times, it's enabling them to better achieve their visions for their legacy. You know, since our team does deal mostly with the estate planning side of things, and we anticipate the next year or so to be pretty busy with the potential sunset of the lifetime exemption, I think... Internally, you know, in our group, we would definitely put a lot of emphasis on that particular topic and making sure that clients really start thinking earlier about their planning so that it can be done in a timely and a tax-efficient
0: manner. Thank you, Jennifer. And again, do encourage our clients to have a follow-up conversation with your UBS financial advisor if you would like to learn more. And, of course, can loop in experts such as Jennifer and Prem from the Advanced Planning Group here at UBS for those conversations. And do also reach out to your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the year-end planning guide as well directly. Though, again, today we have been joined by Jennifer Ladd as well as Premity Scandera from the Advanced Planning Group here at UBS for a look at the year-end planning guide. Uh, Jennifer, Prem, thank you both for your time today. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much.
0: This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice, and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or its affiliates. UBS Financial Services Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS Group AG and is a member of FINRA and SIPC.